Hello, welcome to the Solar Review Podcast. This is Tom Miller, editor of Solar Review Magazine, and today I'm joined by Vikram Agarwal, CEO and founder of Energy Sage, the online marketplace where consumers can shop for solar, read reviews, connect with a contractor, and more. So the folks at Energy Sage have a lot of data about consumers and, with their yearly solar installer survey, about contractors as well. And I should mention that these reports and more can be downloaded for free from energysage.com forward slash data. So I asked Vikram to come on the podcast and field a couple questions about changes he's seeing in the contractor landscape and also some broader industry trends as well. So we're excited to have Vikram on the podcast and it's a great conversation, so I hope you enjoy it. If you're looking for more Vikram, we also published a podcast version of a presentation that he gave at our 2017 Partner Summit, so make sure and check that out. As always, if you could take a minute to rate this podcast on iTunes, we would really appreciate it. And to read all our articles, you can go to the Solar Review magazine. Just Google Baywa Distribution, that's B-A-Y-W-A and Distribution, and you'll find us. And with that, let's get to Vikram Agarwal. Thanks for joining me today, Vikram. It's my pleasure, Tom. Thank you for having me. So Vikram, I'd like to start today by talking about contractors and then move on to a discussion of the solar industry more generally. So first off, from what you're seeing, how is the solar contractor landscape changing in 2018? Yeah, so the solar installer landscape, especially when you think about the residential solar industry and and solar contractors, it seems to be becoming more competitive uh, throughout the country. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll refer a lot to the data that we have collected through our third annual solar installer survey, which was completed at the end of 2017. And that's a pretty comprehensive survey of, I believe there were almost 600 solar installation companies that responded to the survey. We conducted that survey in partnership with NAPSEP. So these are in solar installation companies that are both doing business with Energy Sage and uh, installers who are not doing business with Energy Sage. So we believe that this survey represents the results of this survey represents a broader view of the solar industry, especially the residential solar industry landscape. So with that uh, background, what we are finding is uh, we are, we ha- we are actually ask this uh, question from solar installers to say, hey, what what are you seeing? Are you seeing more competition, less competition? What are your plans uh, for growth? One thing that came loud and clear is that the solar installers, especially the ones that are successful, are planning to increase their business uh, by entering new markets, by expanding their offerings in. Uh, new zip codes, new towns, uh, whether within their own state or adjacent states, uh, etc. So over 50% of the solar installers responded by saying that they're planning to increase uh, their activity in the industry. And to the question, when we asked what, what are they seeing in terms of competition, again, over 50% of them responded by saying that they are actually seeing more competition. New installers are entering their market. Uh, these could be uh, successful installers who are uh, now operating beyond their, their uh, beyond their traditional markets and entering new uh, new markets. So, in general, solar installers are finding that competition is increasing, and as a result, customer acquisition is becoming tougher. Uh, almost seventy percent of the installers suggested that customer acquisition is either the same or has become more difficult. Hmm. Are you also seeing consolidation happening in the landscape as well? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, we have not specifically asked that question in our survey, and I think this would be something that we would um, now plan to ask in our, in our future editions. Uh, anecdotally, we are, at least in the residential sector, we haven't really seen much activity where solar installation companies are buying other solar installers to gain scale. I do have uh, recently speaking with a couple of uh, investment bankers uh, in the industry. They have suggested that there are some larger, very select few larger commercial installation companies that are going to the mar- going to market. They have engaged with investment bankers to find potential acquirers. And what my understanding in discussions with these investment bankers is that it is taking it takes quite a bit of time for these large commercial solar installers to find a potential acquirer. That, that leads me to believe that there is less consolidation, that uh, solar installation companies are not buying other solar installers, and even large commercial solar installers are trying to find either strategics or a very large player who can afford to pay uh, the price that they are seeking. Mm-hmm. Got it. And what about specialization? Are we seeing an increase in contractors deciding to maybe focus their business in, in one area or another? Yeah, there is, there is maybe a couple of ways to think about specialization. Uh, one is if you think about just the core solar installation business. Solar installation businesses do both, number of companies or large majority of companies today do both sales and installation. There is some indication based on the survey that we have found that some of the companies are now exclusively focused on installation and outsourcing sales to a third-party organization, but that trend does not seem to be increasing. I think the number of companies that are focused just on sales uh, has remained quite consistent over the years, uh, at least in our survey. So that's one way of thinking about specialization. The other way of thinking about specialization, at least from our survey, is what is their product portfolio looks like? Are they just in the business of solar installations or are they thinking about uh, installing other energy products for their customers? So one thing that it's very clear from our survey that more and more installers are suggesting that they are adding storage, EV charging, energy efficiency, and O&M services to their product portfolio. So that's that's good news that they they are very committed to the solar vertical and they are now adding products that are adjacent to the to the solar vertical. We also ask them, are they thinking mm-hmm. about adding products like roofing or we ask them for, are they looking at uh, heat pumps or heating and air conditioning systems, home automation, uh, solar thermals, et cetera. So what we are finding is that, yes, there are folks, uh, a small number of folks, typically 3 to 5% of the respondents said, yes, they are planning to start adding these other products to their portfolio. So you may start seeing um, uh, solar installers, uh, solar installation companies installing heating and air conditioning systems or uh, roofing, solar thermal, et cetera. We are also seeing that uh, traditional roofers general contractors and electricians are now increasingly adding solar to their portfolio. Uh, So you may have more diversified companies entering the solar industry. Mm, That's really interesting. Okay, so to wrap up this contractor landscape topic, for a number of years now, we've seen a variety of sizes of of solar contracting businesses. The numbers of small to mid-sized contractors have been very strong. But I'm wondering if you're starting to see a shift there. 
And specifically, I'm wondering if you're seeing larger contractors starting to outgrow smaller ones. Yeah, I think as you may remember, uh, I think 27, call it late 2016, early 2017, there was quite a bit of a shakeup in the residential solar industry. A number of larger solar installation companies either went out of business or dramatically reduced their operations, thereby opening the door for some of the, the long-tail installers. So you saw companies like Sungevity uh, leave the industry, NRG, Solar City, of course, over the last 18 months or so has dramatically pulled back uh, from the residential solar market. Mm-hmm. So it, of course, I think it, it opened the door for, uh, for other, other folks. So it seems like over the last, last few months, I think the industry seems to be stabilizing. We don't really, we don't have the market share, good market share data right now to be able to say how the market share is shifting. I think green tech media uh, typically has great data on that. Uh, looks like companies like Sunrun and Vivent, the two of the larger players are kind of stabilized. They are, they're doing well, but it seems like smaller companies continue to do really, really, really well. And I think in the future, success and market share will depend on who can offer consumers great value, uh, offering good products at the right price with excellent customer service. So I think it would be hard to forecast and say which uh, whether large companies would be able to deliver that versus smaller companies. I think what we're seeing is we, we do business with a lot of long-tail solar installation companies, and we find that typically they're offering excellent prices. They tend to be 10, 15, 20% cheaper than some of the larger players. They're offering really good quality equipment. Uh, they're offering really good warranties. In general, they are uh, very committed to their local markets, and customers um, tend to like that. So if, if both sides can execute on their on their strategy, I think there is there is good news for uh, for all of them. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of small and mid-sized installers would feel emboldened by what you're saying. That's great. So thank you for that re- kind of overview of the solar contractor landscape. That was that was really helpful. I'd like to shift the conversation and look at some more broader industry trends. So you folks at Energy Sage look at a lot of data, but for these next questions. Uh, you know, I'd like you to be okay with looking into your crystal ball a little bit. So that's no problem. And we've heard a lot over the years about solar going mainstream. And going mainstream is in quotes there. So my question is, are we there yet? Is 2018 the year when solar finally goes mainstream? Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful question. Uh, we certainly hope that it becomes mainstream sooner rather than later. I would speculate to say it is not mainstream yet, but Mm -hmm. it is on its way to become mainstream. Why we think it is getting closer to become mainstream is we are seeing there's tremendous awareness and tremendous interest in rooftop solar today. Homeowners, if you ask homeowners or businesses what how much they know about solar and would they consider installing solar, most of them will tell you, yes, they find the product category quite appealing. Uh, they are interested. They are considering installing solar, but for one reason or the other, and we can get into more detail in a few minutes, they're not pulling the trigger at the rate at which we believe would be needed to to make solar mainstream. So today we are installing roughly half a million solar um, rooftop solar installations a year. If you compare that to some of the other countries like Australia or Germany or some of the other markets which we may consider them being more mainstream, uh, I think our per capita installation is several times lower than some of these other countries. I think right. Australia 
last time I looked at it, I think on a per capita basis, they had 10 times more solar installations. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we start seeing more and more folks installing solar, I think that would be the sign that, yes, we are now a mainstream industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that gets to my next question about, you know, when do you think that will happen? What are some of the indicators? Can you offer some more indicators? What should we be looking for to know that solar is starting to go mainstream and we're getting closer? Yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, we over the years we have looked at several indicators of market interest and, and market adoption. We estimate that there could be anywhere between 7 and 10 million households who are considering solar. And guess what? Only about half a million or 5% of those folks are actually installing solar in a given year. Mm. I, I think if we can get the adoption rates to be much higher uh, than this 5% or so, I think that would be a great signal. Is the bogey 10% or 15% or 20%? I'm not sure what the, what the right target should be for us to consider solar becoming mainstream. Mm -hmm. But the 5% number definitely is quite a bit lower than what it should be. Right. So I want to start to wrap up, but my final question on this topic, if we want solar to go mainstream, what's it going to take to get us there? What do we need to focus on and accomplish? Yeah, I think for us to get solar to become mainstream, I think we may have to think about how consumers want to interact or engage with solar. Our, our view is that our industry is not well positioned today to meet the needs of the, our prospective market, I'll give you I'll give you a couple of uh, couple of examples there. Mm -hmm. So, I, I've been looking to buy a television. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing some research over the last uh, year or two, trying to figure out what should be my which television should I buy. Right, it's a pretty common product. All of us have bought televisions over the years. Mm -hmm. So I went online, tried to see what kind of products are out there, and narrowed my choice to the OLED. Uh, the organic uh, light emitting diode televisions uh, that are coming to the market. So these televisions are cutting edge. They are a new product. Um, they're still a little bit more expensive than the other 4K televisions. So over the last year or so, I've been doing my research, trying to find out who's making these OLED televisions, what kind of models are out there, size, other other kind of features, uh, whether they are HDR capable or uh, what kind of refresh rates they're offering. I'm, I'm a nerd, so sorry. Pardon mm -hmm. No problem. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing my research. I'm trying to see what price there is, uh, what are the reviews, uh, both by other other people who have bought these uh, televisions and by experts. So I've been I've been gaining knowledge. Call it window shop right, right. over the last couple of years. Yeah. And so I was thinking, I'm like, this is exactly how I, I shop for everything else. So this is how I think all of us as consumers are shopping now. Some of uh, us may be doing more research, some of them may be doing less research. But in general, I think this is how folks like to like to shop. Yeah. But when you look at the solar industry today, and if you are an average homeowner or average business owner, and you want to window shop for solar, we practically don't allow that. And uh -huh. window shopping is a key part of anybody's shopping uh, experience, right? So if you wanted to now get a get an estimate of what solar should cost you and um, what kind of benefits you would get, what kind of products are out there, what are they charging for it, et cetera, et cetera, it's very, very hard to do. You have to pick up the phone, contact a solar company, potentially talk to a solar salesperson before you get any kind of information back. 
if you pick up the phone and contact a company, the salesperson may ask you several questions before actually giving you back anything of value, right? They're not going to tell you, this is the price that we are going to sell you solar for, right? Mm-hmm. So what this is doing is it's, it's keeping a large majority of solar prospects on the sidelines. None of us likes to, I don't know what, what's happening now, but we don't like to talk to humans, right? Uh, we like to do our homework online. We like to spend as much time as we need online, reading our, at our own pace, learning our, at our own pace. And then when we are ready to take action, yes, at that point, we may or still may not talk to a, to a human before making a purchase. Yes, mm-hmm. in case of solar, uh, talking to a human may be a necessity. But I think that would be the last step. I think what, what we're trying to say is I think if, if our industry can help prospective customers window shop with ease in the same way that they are used to window shopping for everything else, I think we can expand the, prospective, the, the, the potential size of our market. And when these folks are now ready to make a transaction, then let's make available our, our company, our, our sales teams uh, to help them make the final decision. Yeah. I think it will do a couple of things. It will expand the market dramatically. And second, it will reduce the cost of customer acquisition. If we can reduce the need for humans to generate pricing quotes for each, uh, each individual customer or each individual prospect, that will, that will benefit the industry as a whole. Yeah, what struck me from what you said was that it takes a long time for anyone to make a decision. And there, need, there are a lot of steps along the way. And so solar contractors need to be cognizant of that. And how they interact with customers over a long period of time is a very important component to making the final sale. Exactly. And I think I, I, it's not about paying the lowest price. It's finding the right product with the right features, uh, the right price. Uh, and solar is a pretty expensive product even now. Uh, so you have to respect the, the, the potential buyer and say, hey, let's, let's make sure that you're informed. Let's make sure that you have the right answers and help them get there on their own. Right. So I want to wrap up. This is my final question. We keep hearing that Comcast, utilities, and companies like IKEA and Amazon are getting into solar. And my question for you is, is this actually happening? And if so, is it working? Yeah, I think uh, at, at any given time, if you can increase the awareness and interest in solar, I think all of those are good things. I really appreciate what Comcast is doing. They're, they're advertising solar to their millions of customers. I believe they have maybe 20 or 30 million households that they serve. So imagine getting a email or a postcard from Comcast saying, hey, are you thinking about uh, solar? Uh, and if you are, um, we can help you uh, go solar. My only wish was that they were not sending all those uh, customers to one company, because when that happens, consumers typically end up paying a much higher price than they should mm-hmm. uh, and making suboptimal decisions. I wish Comcast was working with us uh, to help their customers really find the best solution for them. So anyway, uh, we are working with several utilities now uh, and very much appreciate uh, that utilities are now jumping in and helping their customers get knowledgeable about solar and working with a company like Energy Sage to handhold their customers, to help their customers throughout their shopping journey and help them make informed decisions. So yeah, all of these developments are excellent. Highly support them, whatever form they take, great for the industry. Okay. Well, we're all out of time today. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on the show, Vikram. Your insights are always appreciated. Thank you, Tom. 
Okay, that's our show for today. As a reminder, you can hear more from Vikram on this podcast from April of 2017, and you can get more solar insights on the Solar Review magazine. Just Google Baywa Distribution, that's B-A-Y-W-A Distribution, and you'll find us. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.